See that? See that? Tattooed right around that woman's pussy. There's like a 30% chance that one of my balls will turn black and like die. I used to rock and fire. It's a rich dick history. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. Me, host, your dear friend, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program. Thank you very much for reaching out. We love having you as part of the show. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, you can do that. I'm not doing this every week, so you guys got to pay attention. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com is the email address. The voicemail line. I haven't given it out in a while, so if you want to be one of those people that wants to hear your voice on the show, please do so. Please reach out via voicemail. 949-464-TBLS. As well, you can like our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes. Rate and review the show there. That is a great help to us. And of course, patreon.com slash theballerlifestyle. That is where you can subscribe to bonus content that we do, where we give you a little extra we do a little bit more that only our Patreon subscribers can hear. So if you are so inclined, go there, patreon.com slash theballerlifestyle, and check us out there. Um, one more thing. If you did not hear episode, this is episode 159. If you did not hear episode 158, please go back and check that out. We talked about a chiropractor that's pioneering a new treatment for gluing women's vaginas closed. Like, you're just not going to get that kind of content on any other show. I don't, I don't know anyone else that talks about that kind of stuff. So this is the show for that. And if you want to hear that, check out episode 158 and tell your friends about it. Okay, that's it. That's, that's all the maintenance done. Um, that being said, joining us now, our very own Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? Hey, I was, I was just thinking about that quote doctor who had the uh, who yeah. had the vagina treatment. That was that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Chiropractic doctor. In the past, I have a comment, and I also have a little uh, story about how awkward my life is. Um, mm, more interaction. I, well, hold on, hold on. Let me guess. Interaction with the homeless. No. Okay. I told uh, you. Uh, 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 hold on. Interaction with um, children's school chums' parents. No, I mean that uh, that is inevitable when you're okay. coaching teams and stuff. But yeah. no, that 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 I'm all right. I needed a haircut, yes. and I hate getting fucking haircuts. Me too. I hate it. Yeah. Same. When I when I was just shaving my own head, yep. and I looked, you know, especially goofy, even for me who's goofy all the time. It's still, it was just so much fucking, it, it was so much easier. You got a nice but, round head, Ed. 
you can shave that head. I don't think you yeah. look goofy at all. Like, I mean, not any more goofy than I always am. Like normally Irish people do. are goofy looking. Yes. That's that's what Irish people I really, look like. They're, I really, they're goofy. I haven't looked at a picture of you in a while, but I did recently look at a big picture of Jesse Plemons because we talked about that last week on the show. <laughs> how you people have told you you look like Jesse Plemons, and now I only now I just picture because you do you do look very similar to him, and now I just so now I'm just picturing that I'm talking to Jesse Plemons right now. You know, he I guess he's maybe in a role right now or something. He had a lot of facial hair and stuff going on. And I got a text the other day, and Michelle just texted to me and said, hey, look, it's the fat hillbilly version of you. Like, I, I just get that shit all the time. That's great. I love it. I love it. But, but anyway, so there are – I mean, there are a ton of barbershop-type places in town. But it's either the supercuts bullshit kind of variety. Yep. Or there are a lot of these like trendy things like, hey, it's just men being men in here and let's yeah. let's let's have our Macklemore haircuts and maybe we'll give you a you know a half a shot of whiskey while we're at it and we'll be men, you can have a forty eight dollar haircut. Like it's like, no, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not doing either of these things. I know what you're talking about. So I'm always on the move trying to find a new place. And it's been, you know, a couple of years of not cutting my own hair and it's is bothersome and I still haven't found the spot. And so I went into a place that was – it had the old school, like, little swirly pole thing, the, the barbershop this pole. This is a barbershop. Yeah. You went to a barbershop. But I was it, – it, it's not – it wasn't in a specific area of town that indicated what it was. Yeah. But I just went in, and I walked in the door, mm-hmm. and it was as if I had gone to see Otis Day in the Nights. And oh. And <laughs> the, the, the record, record skipped. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of necks craning. There was a, there was a Puerto Rican, uh, barber who yeah. I, I thought, I thought like, you know, it wasn't indicative of anything, but then the clientele and then, and then and there was another barber when I walked in, it was, it was all black guys and it was me Yeah, and I'm in a black barber shop. And I, I just didn't, you know, I had passed by when it was empty like a few days earlier. I just saw a Puerto Rican guy, like, seemed like I, I can go in there. And then I was wondering, like, all right, so I'm in a black barbershop now. Everybody's black. The other barbers are black. The, the patrons are black. What's my move here? No, I mean, I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly fine. But, like, do they even, they even cut goofy Irish hair? Like, yeah. it's. There's nobody in there, and I, but at the same time, this reminded me of a Louis C.K. Uh, routine where he said, like, when you miss that stop in Manhattan, and all of a sudden you just get on that express to Harlem, and you got to pretend everything's normal when you, internally you're wondering what's going on, like, yeah. how are you going to handle this? So I just was like, all right, fuck it, I'm getting a haircut. It's, it says yeah. $16 on there, or $17. I was like, I'm, I'm going to see what he can do with my hair. And then I'm thinking, all right, well, now that I'm here and everybody like, you know, the the record, the, the music started playing and everybody, you know, forgot the white guys in there. And as I'm waiting my turn, I'm like, all right, now I'm going to see, you know, what's going on. What are these guys talking about? Like, it, I, it always seems on, you know, as portrayed in movies and TV, Black Barbershop seemed like a hell of a lot better time than the, the nonsense I put up with. Totally. And these guys are fucking talking about Doctor Strange and superhero movies. Oh, 
You went to a black nerd barbershop? What the fuck is that? I was expecting, you know. Joe Lewis, 147 years old. Yeah. I was hoping for like, listen, I'm in the black barbershop. I'm, I was I picturing five Eddie Murphy characters. Yeah, it seemed like it. You know, if nothing else, I would I would be enlightened to what's entertaining about a you know a haircut. Whereas in the white world, haircuts are awful. It's filled yeah. with terrible chatter. Yeah, and so these guys are talking about something that I knew nothing about. If you're talking sports or something, maybe I could contribute. Doctor Strange, no. And the guy's like, you know, he, he like asked me, like, I got brought into the conversation because yeah. I, you know, well, you Bene- Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch really, uh, see, you know, he, he made a comment about that. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Like, you haven't seen Doctor yeah. Strange? Yeah. I was like, what? What? Yeah. What, what, what alternate universe am I? Ed, you so got, he- you got fucking profiled. They're like. This nerd ass white boy right here, we're gonna be able to talk some some Marvel shit with him, and then you couldn't. It, it'd be no, like the just, black was, guy being into I Dave was, Matthews. I was as useful as tits on a bull in that conversation. Yes. I was just like, uh, all right, I, I don't know anything about superhero movies. Wow. Um, so yeah, that was my experience, and I'll tell you what, fucking hell of a haircut. Oh, I bet it's the best haircut you've ever had. I'm not going anywhere else. What, yeah. As they say, once you go black. That's right. I'm, 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 I'm sticking with this place. Well, I you, like. Yeah, you got the kind of hair they can cut. They can it do. Is, it a is, barber it goes, can do your hair. Yeah, because I get a lot of it. It's yep. it grows out. I you know, I would have an afro if I didn't do something with it. Yeah, it's very so, it's very dense. Yeah. It's, it looks like it'd be like sort of coarse when it's short. I feel like they can cut the shit out of that kind of hair at the black barbershop. Yeah. Uh, I can't go to any barbershop. There's no barbershop can touch what I have going on here. So I, yeah, I got to go to a broad. I got to go to a broad that uses scissors to do it. But but your hair, like if I don't cut my hair somewhat regularly, it just it gets out of control. Yeah. It le- like it goes up. Yeah, and yeah. That's that's the problem. So if other people, if their hair grows like when they grow long hair, like it when I was in college down. and I had yeah. long, when I was in college and I I had long hair, it would yeah. take wearing a hat for a month before it would yeah. start to flop yes. downward. Yeah, it's, it goes through that stage. No, I get it, buddy. But uh, the other comment I wanted to make, we, we you know we always uh, talk about we we decide which stories we'll do on the week. And one I just thought would get it mentioned. I love that there is an Alabama drive-in that is going to refuse to play Beauty and the Beast because there's a gay character, even though the fact that it's a Disney musical isn't gay enough for them. Like that, right. that's, that was the, the, the final straw. I love, I love how st- dumb people are. I saw that um, Alabama and like Red and China – yeah, there was, it was like somewhere like very, where you would totally expect them to be like, oh no, fuck no, we're not putting these gays on the screen. But then, and then the other place was like here. Yeah. If no. there's one thing yeah. I don't want, yeah. it's a gay in my Disney musical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's good. I did, I did like that too. Fucking idiots. Uh, that's great. Uh, uh, okay, let's um, let's do some emails. Okay. First. Good day, ballers. Well, it's that time of year when one of the neighborhood girls guilts you into buying 10 boxes of fat pills. If you are unfortunate enough to answer the door. He's talking about Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. However, 
our societal laziness has taken over, and now these little vested vultures prey on you walking out of the grocery <laughs> store. Oh, I have thoughts on this. When did this become a thing? Hey, girls, how about we walk a little or do the decent thing and force your grandparents to buy them by the pallet load? What, the Salvation Army guy can't sit out front ringing his bell, but little Susie can stare daggers at me for passing on the Thin Mints? Always pass on the Thin Mints. I would sincerely appreciate your thoughts on this. Dave, private Instagram user. That's Dave in San Clemente. Uh, okay, do you have thoughts I, on this, Ed? Because I do. I Well, I have, I have plenty of thoughts. I love, I love that somebody's bringing this up. Yeah. Because it is bad enough, like, passing by, having to do the blank stare to get past the Greenpeace people. Now we've got little kids expecting things. Yeah. I, yeah. I hate that. And it's, it's just rewarding the kids for the lack of hustle it's true and it's like all right so now you're camped out so now i gotta buy your your like nine dollar or ten dollar box of cookies that are you know not as good as something i could have bought inside for half the price yeah totally agree i don't know so i got hit up by a neighbor and i'm like the thing is i just don't want because if they're in my house i will eat them Right. So I don't want them. I don't, it's not that I don't want to contribute. So I'm, but now they have a new thing. I got hit up by a neighbor and she's like, her daughter was like pulling the uh, wagon full of cookies. And she's like, Hey, do you want to buy some cookies? And I'm like, you know what? I would really like some, but I, the problem is I would eat them. So no, thank you. And she's like, well, do you want to donate some to the troops? And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can't say no to that. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, but I was like uh, w- walking out the door to go running. And I'm like, so I, I'm like, get me later. And then they came to the door and, and my kids come running upstairs and they're like, dad, there's Girl Scouts at the door. And I was like naked, like getting in the shower. And I'm like, uh, oh, I'm, you know, like just ignore it. And so now I'm like the bad neighbor. <laughs> but here's my question. How do they determine who gets to camp outside of the Ralphs and hit you up? How do they, who's, whose turf is that? Who gets to decide which Girl Scout gets to set up a table in front of the grocery store. Is that like Bodie? Bodie or... Uh, yes, yeah. Bodie or Poot? Poot? Poot, maybe? Yes, D'Angelo? I, I, I imagine there's some fights. Like, yeah, I, I already called that. I yeah, that's my that. spot. This is my spot. No, I was here yesterday. Last three years I've had it. Yes, this is... Yeah, I'm no... And it's one of those things, and this is what drives me crazy, because I grew... I didn't grow up like... I mean, I not like super poor, like... You know, like lower middle class was my upbringing. Okay. And to the point where like in Pop Warner football or, um, or Little League, we didn't, ha- we didn't have Little League in my town. We had something like Little League and like, like um, Rec League baseball. You would have to like go uh, raise money for shit. Like you didn't – like your parents didn't just pay for whatever you needed for your uniforms or whatever. You'd have to like raise money for the league. And so you have to go out and sell like shitty chocolate bars. And so I would have to go to all my neighbors and like knock on the door and see if they would buy them. I, in a fucking million years, in a two million lifetimes, my parents would never have taken me to and sat for half a fucking Saturday oh, in no front fucking of way. Ralph's. It's, it's just such a difference in, in uh, generations. It's such a generational difference. I just, it's shocking to me that, that these parents will even do that. It just seems like a huge waste of their day. Yeah. Should we, um, but should, also what, yeah. what is the point? What, what is Girl Scouts? 
all about? Is this is this know. raising money so they can go on camping trips? I, like this I, isn't a worthwhile no. charity. No, no, I think and it's yeah. I'll tell you the bigger monster, and it's it's the the the, the supermarket. I mean, ultimately, you don't know them, so you can just ignore them. I hated when the people would come in the office, the boss, and just try to like, oh, you're gonna buy my daughter's shit, and it's like, you know what? If you are, if you are going, if I'm gonna buy cookies from you, you gotta wear the little brown dress. Yeah, that's exactly. I don't right. care. I don't care if you're a uh, 350 pound dude. Yep. you're putting on a brown dress if I have to fucking buy cookies from you. Yeah, I remember like having to raise money to go to like sixth grade camp or something. I wasn't allowed to go to sixth grade camp, by the way. I was like in trouble for something. But, Man. but I remember people would have to sell things and they'd come back and their whole fucking thing would be filled out after just going home for like a couple days. And I'd be like, well, how'd you do that? And they're like, oh, my dad took it to work. And I'm like, what? That was like the key. Oh, I'm just going to have my dad take this to work. And I, I just, I didn't have that option. Like my parents were not doing that for me at all, and I would have to hump it house to house. But, but how do people feel okay doing? I, no, this? I agree. I agree. Like, like my kids have been in you know endless shitty sporting events or some school play. I don't, I don't like try expect other people to to show up. That's my no. own burden. No, but yet for Girl Scout cookies. People are supposed to Bullshit. to do this. Like, if I want cookies, I can get cookies, yeah. not overpriced cookies that are not of not like my top choice anyway. Yeah, I don't know. And is there because the Boy Scouts? That's a non-starter. Thankfully, my son wasn't interested, not because he wouldn't have been allowed to do it anyway, because of the political and religious nature of the Boy Scouts. Sure, they can fuck, my- they can fuck right off, but. Is the is the is the Girl Scouts? Is that a similar situation? Is 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 yeah, Jesus against, behind the whole thing? Well, I mean, the original intentions of Boy Scouts, the history of Boy Scouts, is this Teddy Roosevelt, I, mm, sort of, uh, yeah. But it's it's somebody, and I think the intentions were good in that the guy was like, "Listen, the Industrial Revolution. Everybody's moving to cities, and all the boys are growing up to be pussies who don't know how to do things." Yeah, and so it was like. Teaching boys to be men, how to tie knots and shit. Because yeah, like which you know, I get in theory, like that you weren't sure of the society, and all of a sudden nobody knew how to make their own shit. So the Boy Scouts, but then it turned into this, you know, God Squatter freaky thing. Yeah, I get it. I'm not down with that. But okay, yes. My son, my one thing. My son, and he know. wasn't asking to be in it. Yeah, he did ask me, like in some movie or something. What are, What are the Boy Scouts? And I go, I, I don't really know. Yeah, because <laughs> you weren't in it. That's good. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that is. It wasn't really like prevalent where I grew up and it's not prevalent where my kids go to school, thankfully. So I haven't yeah. I haven't had to That'd cross that bridge. Huge drag if they you had to go camping or something. Yeah, let's make a Girl Scout cookie ranking. I'll I'll, I'll start uh the number 1 by far. Number 1 by a mile. I don't know what they're called now. They used to be called Samoas. They're coconut with uh, caramel and I chocolate. Hate- I hate coconut with a passion. Oh my that would God. be that's my last num- choice. That's the number one cookie. Last. Followed followed closely. Peanut butter one is pretty good. The peanut butter one is good, but I'm going to rank ahead of the peanut butter one, the lemon one. The lemon oh, what? The lemon shortbread ones are very, very second good. Worst. No, second, second best. Worst. And, no, second worst. And then third, I mean, it's it's a close, it's, it's two and two A between the lemon and the peanut butter because they're both very good. So it goes Samoas or whatever they're called now. Followed by lemon and peanut butter, two and two A. Ed, you can make your own ranking now. 
I, I mean, I, I, I think the peanut butter one, I, yeah, that's good. I, I can I can enjoy a frozen uh, thin mint, but I, yeah. again, I haven't had yeah. uh, Girl Scout cookies are not part of my universe. I don't have daughters. I don't have yeah. to get into that. Like I'm not same. I'm not buying your shitty Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I stay away from them, but I I'm still familiar with them. Okay, here we go. Another email. Thanks for that, Dave. By the way, uh, hey. ballers. Oh, this is right up our alley right here. What is the correct stall protocol when you have to piss, but all the urinals are taken? If you're just pissing, do you need to shut the door? I don't normally, but I do not want to be looked in the ballerverse as some kind of savage. Keep up the good work. That is from Matt Charles, hashtag team current episode. Matt Charles is, also happens to be an All Blacks fan, as am I. Uh, Ed. I think it's a good – This is, this is a, a good different question. kind of daily's choice. It's a good question. Um, there, is a, there is a right answer, but yeah. – I, I have like it's an awkward situation. Everybody's standing. All of a sudden, you go into the place with a door. This is this is. I'm picturing this happens often at the airport where you where there's a yeah. lot. Everyone's lined up at the urinals, and you just go down the row and kick open one of the stalls and go right in there to have a piss. Yes. Um. If the the quick answer is, it, don't touch anything. That's exactly right. So. You use your foot on the flush. You don't. You don't use any. So if you're touching that latch, that's the latch of somebody who had just dropped anchor in there. That's and so cool. like, you just don't, there's no need to touch anything. And if the door is open, they're looking at your back just who like cares? if you were standing at the urinal. It actually does a, a service for you because it it lets people know, hey. It really reeks in here. Somebody's doing some serious damage. Someone has a not very me. bad diet, but it's not this guy because this guy's standing here peeing with the door open. Right. Or, He's, yeah, you yeah. see, like, yeah, if you're pissing in there and there's shit everywhere. Yeah. And it wasn't me. He, you were like, hey, listen, it wasn't me. I, I was the guy standing the whole time. That's I was right. Even- you, saw, you saw which direction my feet were facing. Now, if you are perhaps a senator, a Republican senator from Idaho – and you're mm-hmm. traveling, and you're in Minnesota. You, you got a really wide stance. You really have a different. You're definitely latching the door. You're closing sure. the stall. You're latching it up, and then you are extending your feet out as wide as possible. So wide, in fact, that they're crossing into the next stall, which most people would see as an act of aggression, but certain people in certain areas recognize that as a sign that you are looking to cross stalls with them and get up to some homosexual behavior. Yep. And then the next weekend you wear a loud Hawaiian shirt and you're at the DC farmer's market getting an egg sandwich right next to Ed Daly. (laughs) That's pretty good. My buddy goes, Hey, you know who's right next to you? That's Larry Craig. Yes. I was like, wow. Well, you mean the guy wearing the most obnoxious shirt at this farmer's market? Yep, that's him. Uh, I, I I did. One of my favorite things to come out of that was when he someone else accused him. They're like, hey, I sucked that guy's dick at the train station one time. And, and he's like, all right, well, the only reason I ever go to that train station is to get my favorite gardening magazines. I'm like, oh, dude, no. just, just, dude, you're not doing yourself <laughs> any favors. Just stop talking. <laughs> oh, no, you know what was a good move hey grandpa was accused of fucking a guy in a men's room in the airport hey let's have a uh, a press conference with 
all of your sons and daughters and grandchildren right next to you. No, now you see, your grandfather has a really wide stance. He doesn't actually like fucking people in airport restrooms. Imagine imagine you're having to go to school the next day and they're like, Hey, hey saw you on TV Billy, saw you on TV with your granddad. What's going on there? What's up with what's up with your grandpa? Hey, uh, can you show us how his stance was? Because it, it seemed a little odd. Uh, I really hope that guy can live his truth. Remember Ted Haggard? The, he was like a Denver preacher. And yeah, like, he was. I think he was raising mad sums of money from dumbs. Yeah, staunchly anti-gay. So anti-gay. Of course. Then it turns out he was holed up in motel rooms smoking meth and having sex with gay prostitutes. And yeah. now now I believe that that guy is able to live his truth as a open yeah, I haven't heard and from out him. gay man. And I hope He's like he's like the dad from Alf. <laughs> yes. Remember really? he got caught in a crack house like <laughs> blowing homeless dudes? And you're like, whoa. And he was on he was on the norm show at the time. Like he had a job yeah. on TV. <laughs> It's like, oh well, that's a that's a different different uh, yeah. a different kind of move for a, a, a guy in his sixties who's married with grown children. Is that guy dead? Willie, I don't know his don't... name. Dad from Alf. <laughs> it's a, just his dad from Alf. Crack. Dad, Max <laughs> Wright. Okay, now I got to look up Max, Max Wright. Max Wright. Is he dead? Um, Alf. Underrated show. And the next door neighbor played Jerry Seinfeld's mom on Seinfeld. That's right. This is Akmonic. Max Wright still kicking, 73. How fucking old is that guy? That means on ALF in the 80s, 30 years ago, he was in his early 40s. He was our age. He was a pretty sad dad. Like he was. He was getting pantsed by the alien who had just he had just taken in. Well, there was a wise cracking alien. Like the, the alien had had the best material in the house. My buddy was was uh, met with the Alf guy for uh, for a commercial. Yeah, I think, think for that Radio Shack. I think it was for that like uh, Super Bowl ad where it had all the eighty stars with the Alf voice. No, like they, the guy who does the voice is also the puppeteer oh and everything, God. and he yes. has it, and he. He has the thing in like Connecticut, and I think he said like that dude is Alf. Like he yeah. was like the wisecracking guy, and you're like, all right, I just we're, we're trying to make a deal here. Yes, <laughs> I, uh, I I've heard a similar story about the Muppets. The, yeah, someone I know did uh, did some work with the Muppets, and they're very. You may as well have like um, Gonzo. Yeah, like. Who, who's a big, like, a super diva, like uh, Jennifer Lopez or, like, Britney Spears? Like, they need everything a certain way. They need to be served at a certain time. They need to be billed a certain way. Like, they're very, their hands need to be protected. Like, <laughs> it was shocking. For people that you've never heard of, they thought they were very, very famous because they did right. Kermit. Yeah. Yeah, joining us. We have a special guest joining us today. Nice. And I specifically sought this person out because I happen to know. Like, I'm not that active on Twitter, other than to mostly like to do a fuck Trump every once in a while and to to respond to my tens of fans who like to engage <laughs> me in conversation. Other than that, I'm not 
that active on Twitter. But I did recently see you have a little bit of an issue with someone no. with someone who I happened to be very fond of. He's a very nice guy, a guy I, fo- I happily follow on Twitter. Um, and so I wanted to bring him on to join us today so we could hash this out. We could really get to You're the, trying really hard. <laughs> we could really get to the bottom of the issue between you guys. <clears throat> so, and a lot, of, a lot of you guys that follow me on Twitter will know who this person is. He's got a following of his own. Please welcome, joining us now, Mark the Nomad. Mark, how are you? I'm doing well. I hey, really Mark. appreciate you having me on. Hey, Ed, how are you, man? Good. Uh, Mark's a guy I follow on Twitter. Well, hold so on. I don't, I don't hold, on. Getting- hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. You're glossing over. You're glossing over a lot of history there, Ed. <clears throat> first, <laughs> first and foremost, Mark. When you now, Mark is Mark has been very valuable to the show. When I when I was on the radio, a lot of people were like, "Hey, you should start a podcast. Do a podcast." And Mark was the one guy that, and I'm real stupid. Mark reached out to me, and he's like, "Hey, if you want to start a podcast." Like, here's a link of exactly how to do it. And I'm like, oh, cool. And he's like, and oh, by the way, if you want some equipment, I can send you some equipment that I'm not using. And I'm like, what the That's fuck? True. So I'm actually, we're actually recording with Mark the Nomad's uh, mixing board right now. So that You're goddamn hero. This is, yeah, this is how I got to know Mark the Nomad. And I happily followed him on Twitter at that point. Uh, and I followed him ever since because he's a great dude. Great follow. Now, Mark, Mark. Do you can you recall for us because it's a big moment for everybody the the moment that Ed Daly followed you on the Twitter.com website <laughs> like the I don't you know I don't have the exact day but I know sure. it was uh, it was a very important day for me yep I know that when I saw that because um, it's not you every made day. it yeah I made it it's not every day that someone follows me who is followed by Ryan Phillippe that's exactly so right. yeah, well. that was a really big deal for me I was like man I'm like. Kevin Baconing my way right to yeah, Ryan. There you go. You're deal. close to royalty there. Yeah, you yeah. were. Yeah, that it's a big moment for most people when they are when they make it into Ed Daly's <laughs> universe. And then so things. And Jason Biggs, by the way. That's Jason right. Biggs, Jason Biggs yeah. also oh, follows wow. you, and you haven't yet. You cannot get him to come on and do Bachelor stuff with me. On like, what? I mean, you're you're friends with Jason Biggs, who's a huge Bachelor mm-hmm. fan. His wife did like the Bachelor after show for a while, and I'm I'm yeah. the I'm the biggest. Bachelor voice on, on internet podcasting. Yeah, I mean, if that show that wasn't horrendous, I'd, I, I'd understand. Okay. So, Mark, take us back. Everything's going pretty well. Ed Daly's following <laughs> you. You may have interacted a couple times, and then you're doing your thing, and suddenly you notice uh, maybe you, went, you clicked his page because you, you're like, oh, honey. This, my close friend Ed Daly said something hilarious on Twitter the other day. Hold on, let me let me go find it so I can recite it to you. And you click his page, and suddenly you notice you're like, "Whoa, whoa!" I thought we were buddies, and you it realize you realize, jarring. Oh, oh shit! This guy, this this person that I valued as a friend, as an as a virtual soulmate, he no longer follows me on Twitter. He's unfollowed me. Take us through that. How did that feel? Well, it was it was like a real punch to my soul, and I just want to. What had happened was, you know, this election season has been rough on a lot of folks, and then Twitter is, is a vacuum for, yeah. you know, anti-Trump. And I must have said something at some point 
that you know, I, I deviated from my my douche chill Michigan Detroit Lions my my uh, my wheelhouse, and I, I got a little political. And I noticed one day that I was hemorrhaging followers, and I was like, man, I wonder. I, I got to see if there's you know like people that I respect to where I said something that yeah. must've pissed him off. And I checked the list and I'm like, wow, easy at daily's yeah. not on there anymore. What list though? Yes. You checked, you, you looked at each and every one, at, at one of your followers. Yeah, he, no, there's a website that you, where you, you know, if a bunch oh, of people unfollow you, you can see them. That is a thing. And, uh, Who unfollowed me.com. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And know. you saw Ed Daly's cereal eaten mug on that site. And it probably, I know that feeling. You feel all the, blood drain from your skin you're just yep. you just feel so alone in that moment now and i was getting ready to dm him about mud run stuff too and it was like yeah oh, wow. yeah doing a spartan Stings. ed like you're <laughs> the spartan oracle let's talk about that now uh so but it uh, it couldn't have been because you guys are simpatico in the political arena like i don't sure think you could possibly oh fuck Trump enough to please Ed Daly. So it couldn't have been that. Ed. I've probably liked like 10 tweets in the last week, and a couple of them were Mark's uh, political That's ones. That's true. So, yeah, look, again. I, I, Ed and I don't have a beef, you know. Again, I, again. There's no beef. Again. I've refollowed him. It's just, again, this is it a, was, I, maybe I should be explaining this. So one day, mm-hmm. I was, I, I don't, I must have been watching something, and I was like, just want a distraction, and it was like, a Twitter storm about uh, the combine or recruiting <sighs> or signing day or is something. And I was like, I, I got to get out of this. Yeah. And I probably should have hit mute, which is what I do for people I'm not interested in. And I just unfollowed. And, <sighs> and I don't, it might've even been an evening after I've had a few pops. Uh, I'm not sure excuses. what it was, but, but I'm just saying I never had a problem. I was just trying to take, the Detroit Lions or Michigan Wolverine information out of my life. I like I told Mark at the time, I felt like I had a front row seat to a team I didn't care. Of about. course, and I've said on multiple occasions to multiple people, I feel like if I had the chance, I would unfollow myself. Like I, I no, that's not true. But I but then, write for a website that covers Michigan sports, so I tend to overdo it. Especially, or you know, anyone who knows me knows, like, I mean, the tattoo thing—that was one of those things that went viral for a little bit. I had to, you know, shut down a lot of my social media there for a while and lock things down. Um, but yeah, I, I say I, I go. I'm, I'm likes to care guy, and I know that's very. That doesn't really vibe well in certain parts of this podcast. You know, caring I, too much. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I am. I am all about caring. Brian is the one who still thinks it's sixth grade, and you got to pretend you don't care about. Doesn't stuff. this doesn't it, Brian? It, it, I, I happen to know Brian you. cares about things. He cares about mediocre bands that he likes that's to go true. see. That's true. That's exactly right. Yes, I love yeah, it. I hit Brian up yesterday. I was like, you got to see the Shins. I'm very jealous. Fancy, I've been trying to see that band forever. Fancy Sauce and I went and saw the Shins on Saturday night. A spoon played on Monday night local at a very small room. But I just – it was a Monday night. It was very tough for me to get out. Um, yeah, I like to go out and see bands. I, Ed, I like things. I like the Dodgers. Yeah. S- mediocre s- things assuming they're in first place i like them but when you say you're not into things like i i'm with mark it's, um, it's into- cool to be into things but you don't see me tweeting about maryland and so i just it was a, a moment of weakness yeah. and i didn't want to see it but overall mark provides more content than most assholes so He's i refollowed him back yeah. that was it yeah so you and what, I mean, 
it was there was not there was nothing to it. You, uh, the only thing, and and Mark has n- never done this. The thing I don't like, I usually just mute people. Is like, hey, listen, I don't, I don't get in your face about my sports team beating your sports team. Oh yeah. So if you're gonna do it to me, I just mute. Like, I, listen, we're not. I I don't. I, I never want like it's the same thing as when you were a little kid and somebody goes told you so like oh, it doesn't help things no. it doesn't matter that your team beat my team it doesn't it hurts make too much it hurts cooler. too much to have it brought back up doesn't it well it's just, it's just who gives a shit yeah. so I meet tons of people doing that shit because people think like they're my buddy to to talk about sports with them and they're not and you and you and Mark you have that traditional long running Big Ten rivalry between oh, yeah. his his <laughs> Wolverines and your Terps. Yeah. Yeah. Real uh, happy to have you guys in there. So eventually yeah, it's a it's a free one on the on the scoreboard. Uh so in football. In football. In football. Not, not basketball. So um so you had a come to Jesus moment. You saw the error of your ways. We talked about it on this show, I believe, or at least in the preparation for this show and you re-followed Mark the Nomad and all is right with the world. The beef squashed. You guys are back love Mark. to Mark. Sal- I love this guy. Absolutely. I love and I, and I, I, went, I went on record like years ago when we were doing this and I said that I thought as much as I don't care for Jim Harbaugh or Michigan football, I thought that tattoo was awesome. It's great. The Saved by the Bell, Jim, by, Jim Harbaugh appearance as a tattoo is an amazing thing. Yeah. And it, it was a great story. And you know, the only reason why it's here is because my wife called me a total pussy if I didn't do it. Yeah. So when to that's her, it's a good wife. To, to Ed, there's another thing. I like mediocre bands. I also am a well known to follow many tattoo and skateboarding Instagrams. So <laughs> there's many things <laughs> I like. Tattoo, I, skateboarding. I'm not a, big into that world but i feel like the pictures could be inter- interesting yeah tattoos can be kind of a bummer right okay well yeah i mean yeah some bad some good like when yeah. i got when i got a tattoo yeah i have two a grand total of two when i got a tattoo the guy while i was in the the seat was like showing me pictures that he has hanging around see that see that Tattooed right around that woman's pussy. I'm like, I don't. And he's showing me the picture. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't care to see this. It was like a zipper hanging out of somebody's vagina. I was like, uh, okay. whoa, Ed. But but like tattooed people, like people who are really into that. That's a it's a problematic universe. I feel like it's just dangerous world. Yeah, it's, some people can overdo it, just like anything. Some people can take it a little too far. Sure. Uh, now, uh, one thing that we, besides our mutual love of the Big Ten here and all everything that happens there, um, we all are, we're all white men, um, and we're all fathers. Isn't that right, Mark? You have children? I have three children. Three yes. children. That's too many. That's, that's too many. That's a selfish number of children you got to go have. into zone defense. Yeah. It's, that's Yeah. We, uh. We I actually was team Vass and then was team reverse Vass oh to have oh another child. God. So you had and, t- uh, you had two, which is the right number of children to have. That's correct. Was is this now? Was this a sex issue? You had two of one thing, and you thought, um, oh, maybe I'll no. get I'll get another one. We had a boy and a girl. So you, and, you oh, won. You're out. Yeah, you're out. Yep. And uh, you know when we lived in Massachusetts at the time, it was like 
they were just giving out vasectomies. They're like, oh yeah, it's free with your insurance. Yeah. So I kind of just did it one day, no joke, without really talking to my wife about it. I came oh. home and like, guess what I did? Wow. And uh, that was kind of a, a big deal. It was. It ended up being a bigger deal than. I had thought it was because we, we had had conversations that like we were done. We crossed the finish line. You you can hold one. I can hold the other one. It was right. made very clear to me that that door was not shut for my wife. And I felt incredibly bad afterwards. I was like, well, you know, I, I guess I, you know, happy. It was, this isn't the best birthday gift, you know. Um, so we about two and a half years later, we started researching how, what it would take and what it would cost yeah. to reverse it. Now, were you and, still in Massachusetts at the time? Because they got the good health care in Massachusetts. Nope. Yeah. We went back so, to I'm Florida. sorry, what, what, is, what are the ages of your kids like at this point? So I have a 10-year-old son, an 8-year-old daughter, and a 20-month-old daughter. Oh, wow. So there's a, like a seven and a half year difference. Wow. So wow. you were you were out and then you were you, sent back to Vietnam. All the hardship yeah. was done. Like they can done. wipe their own asses. Like they're good to go. They can put on their own socks. I got to say, when I, when I made the decision to get snipped, I had a two-year-old and like a two-week-old. Yeah. And was, yeah, that was me. That was enough of a, that was enough of a gap. That I was like, I cannot fucking believe I'm back here. Yeah. It was like three in the morning. I'm feeding some bottle, and I was like, this this can't be happening. I got I got to make an appointment tomorrow. Yeah, like I that's so that gap that you're talking about, Mark. You're talking about years and years later. That is right. tough. And how long? Well, we also, how long between the vas and the reversal? It was about two and a half years. If okay. you go past three, then oh. you run the risk of. I thought one year was the thing. No, it's three. Yeah, um, okay. So, but doing a reversal costs like fourteen grand. Yeah, it's very and expensive. Oh, God. It's, so we decided to get a little weird with it, and we found a Christian doctor Whoa. in the middle of Oklahoma who would do it for seventeen hundred dollars. So we got in the car. <laughs> so then the red flags <laughs> popped up, and you're like, "Well, fuck sure. that! I'll just go to Thailand or Mexico." Right. Costa Rica, microvass reversal. (laughs) Um, And we drove to Oklahoma and, you know, I was completely calm and it was fine until we got to the office. It was like the most clean, sterile office. And we sat down with the guy who, uh, the doctor who was going to do the reversal. And he went into almost like a Old Testament 20 minute prayer with his hand on my head. I'm like, I'm looking at my wife like, oh, look, no. there's still time for us to, you know, pull the plug. We can get out of here. And it, it all, it wrapped up. Uh, we can just pull the plug and it. treat this like a great vacation to the middle yeah. of Oklahoma. Yeah. So Oklahoma. Yes. Because a lot of people drive to the middle of Oklahoma. Um, so not only that, it's that when you do the, when you do the procedure at that level, normally you get put under for those procedures to go in reverse. Yeah. This one was fully awake. Wow. And it was, it wow. was like Thunderdome for your balls. Yeah, he's like was, tugging and sawing. Yeah. And it, there was like a, no joke, a small blowtorch. Drills. You see smoke coming out of your balls. Yeah. My wife's looking at it like it's a science experiment. She, She's watching. It, it was like the reverse C-section. Oh my God. It was crazy. Um, and yeah, that's what we did. We we went to Oklahoma, 
to, you know, basically I was able to negotiate the Bangkok Jack Shack, but for reverse, you know, vasectomy. Right. Wow. Right. How many, mi- how many miles is, is that? How many miles of a drive is that? 3,400. Oh. Uh, 1,700 there and 1,700 oh, back. So what, did you, did you make it a trip? Did you stop in some cool places or you? We did. We stopped trip. in Memphis. We stopped in Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. We, um, you know, we were able to see some places we'd never seen before. Oh, yeah. and Hang on a second. Who, you stopped in Memphis and then stopped again at Little Rock? Little Rock. What was that, like 45 minutes? Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing in between there. <laughs> I'm going to call there's it a whole, night. Let's go. There's a whole lot of Mississippi and a whole lot of Tennessee, and there's a lot of areas where you're like, we're Memphis not going to Memphis is a fun town. Memphis is cool, yeah. We were able to get some good barbecue. Yeah, and, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Little Rock. Uh, okay, well. <laughs> Great story. I mean, here here are things I would drive to Oklahoma for. A million dollar check. <laughs> not not to have some wacko evangelical do surgery on my balls so I can be rewarded with yet another child. I'm sure it's a very nice But shock, shockingly happy. enough, yeah. it worked. Yeah, it took. It took. They don't always it take took, even with the best guys. They don't always take. I also had to sign a waiver that said I could never get another vasectomy because there's like a thirty percent chance that one of my balls will turn black and like die. Shut up! Oh, I don't think that's no. true. I doubt that's, that's true. That's totally true. Like you, yeah. you, you could totally just lose a ball. So now are you um, are you practicing my preferred method of birth control? Yeah. The Rhythm, the rhythm of the night. Yeah, foolproof, yeah. undefeated method totally. of pulling out. Yeah, good for you. Pull and pray. Good for you. I thought you were snipped. I'm snipped. Yeah. Oh, okay. no, I'm cut. But I mean, back in the day, I used to yeah. rock and fire. <laughs> you, you know who? You know who did my surgery? Doctor by the name of Doctor Weiner. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I knew I was in good hands, and then I knew I was in bad hands when. He heard I was a writer, and he proceeded to pitch me a show that was a derivative of the show Rubicon, which I think lasted like six episodes. And he had a whole backstory, and he was trying to pitch me a TV show. I'm like, I'm not a TV writer. I'm not sure what you're – but that, that was my entire surgery. Meanwhile, this guy's, this guy's stacking chips, snipping balls. Like what's this guy needs to make more money? Like I think I think you're I think doing it's the fine, same reason you? why athletes want to be rappers. Like he why he wanted to diversify. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm glad you guys could finally bury the hatchet. This beef had been stressing <laughs> me out for quite a long while. time coming. Yeah, and it's just I wanted to clear the air. I wanted to do it here on the show, Mark. What we're gonna talk some sports. You are an expert in that field. Um, why don't you hang out for a little bit, and we're gonna hit some sports topics. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, Ed, let's let's hear it. What's going on in the world of sports? All right. For some inexplicable reason, former Tennessee Vol and Houston Texans running back Arian Foster expressed a desire to go camping on Twitter this week. But camping. His quote was I'd rather drive to wild- Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Wildlife <laughs> scares the shit out of me, he wrote. Foster followed up, tweeting, I honestly think I can get a wolf one-on-one, though. Then Foster went on to explain why he feels confident about taking on a wolf in one of the greatest tweet storms of all time. First tweet, I'm 230, wolf, wolves are what, 180, 200 tops? 
he has no thumbs. If I control his neck, he's donezo. And wolves don't scare me like that because in my neighborhood was a bunch of loose, enraged pits. If he oh alone, I think I can get him. Oh, my God. Then Twitter users started challenging him. But Arian Foster always had an answer. How are you going to bite with half a jaw? <laughs> None of them have thumbs. Thumbs mean I can grab him. He can't grab me. All he has is a mouth. Grab his neck and he can't bite. And then he said, I've studied the wolf. He can't studied. read. Studied. I know his weaknesses, plus the thumb thing. And somebody else came at him. Bro, you think a wolf knows where my artery is? All of a sudden, I'm fighting a wolf that knows biology? <laughs> if oh he bites God. me, his main weapon's immobilized. Then he becomes vulnerable. That's why thumbs are so important. Then another tweet. Thumb! I still have the whole other arm. My right one, because I use non-dominant one to shield. I'm just smarter than the wolf. Advantage me. Then some shitty guy on Twitter tried to bring up Arian Foster's uh, injury-prone career. Ryan Rodriguez tweeted, a wolf hasn't had groin, hamstring, and knee injuries for the last six years. Then he used that super lame eyeball emoji that people use when they can't express their thoughts. I hate that thing. But anyway. But he learned the hard way. Arian Foster cannot be stopped. Also hasn't been to four pro balls, overcome those injuries, and doesn't have thumbs. Advantage me, fucker. <laughs> The USA Today followed up with a wolf expert to find out if Foster really had a chance. Wolf Rob Schultz, expert. executive director of the International Wolf Center in Minnesota, reminded Foster that he needs to understand wolves are a very dynamic predator. They use their necks to take down animals that can be 1,200 to 1,500 pounds, and they use their upper body to attack. Now, guys, I have two questions. One, given that information, who do you trust, Arian Foster or the wolf expert? And two... Once America gets a real president back in office, shouldn't the first order of business be give Arian Foster the presidential medal, medal of freedom? This Arian Foster, and he had, he's God bless him. He's he is he has great self esteem. He someone allowed him as a child to think that he was special, to think that the thing that his thoughts mattered, and now. He's he's been convinced he's smart, even though I believe he went to Tennessee. No, I think he's I think I think he actually is an insightful guy. Like I, I think he's you and, know having fun with it, yeah. but he's I think he's an interesting no, guy. He legitimately thinks he could fight a wolf. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go with that. I think he's somewhat trolling his fans. He he comes across as a pretty smart guy. I don't know how the uh, you have guys have a large fan base in Houston. I'm not sure yeah, how they, they feel about him after oh, his his many injuries. I don't know if they still love him. But he but was he, good he, when he was healthy. Yeah, pro yeah, bowler. He was great, and he you know, but he does mess with fans a lot. Um, I do have a, a follow up to this. I know that he was interacting with fans a lot, but a guy I respect on on Twitter quite a bit. Um, who made fun of him being a vegan? Sent him a message like, "Hey, you know, if you get that wolf's blood in your mouth, you're you're <laughs> kind of breaking your diet." And he blocked him. <laughs> yeah, he got all sensitive, like Ed Daly. Unbelievable. Uh, also, <laughs> this I, what what Arian Foster fails to realize is that wolves, much like Puerto Ricans, they don't fight you one on one. This they're they're pack. I saw that Liam Neeson movie. They're, they went pack yeah, heavy. They're pack hunters. Like they they work it. They get one to distract you looking the other way, and then they get the strongest one to jump on your back and crack your neck in half. A wolf. But he did he did offer the caveat one on one. I could take a wolf, and I do wonder. Yeah. You know when this guy is talking about oh they take down twelve hundred pound animals, 
but it's always in a pack. If it were one-on-one, don't you think there would be, you know, a strength issue? Do you think? I'm not saying a wolf would kill Arian Foster. He may be able to. fuck him up for sure. People fight off mountain lions. A mountain lion is also a dynamic hunter, and it's a one-on-one hunter, and it's about the same size, 180 pounds. This, this, uh, a wolf, yeah, you might be able to fight it off. There's no way you would kill it. There's no way you could kill a wolf in a fight. And as you're fighting that wolf off, it is going to fuck you up. You're going to If you take out its eyes. Oh, no, stop it. It's eyes. He attached a video of this, like, giant Russian lady just going after this wolf's kidneys and just kicking it in the gut. And the wolf's finally like, I, I can't take another one of these kicks. Yeah. And it just yeah. runs off. Yeah. Like I'm done. That's Russia. That's Russia where, where they're wild, where they yeah. where meteors fall drunk. on their cars yeah. and they just keep listening to their techno, like no big deal. Like that's, that's a whole different place. Not a, you can't even right. count it. Plus they have to fight wolves like every day on their way to school. Or on their That's way true. to the breadline. If you listen to techno as much as Russians do, you probably don't even have like nerve endings anymore. Yeah, they're capable of anything. Okay, Ed, what else is going on in the world of sports? Okay, on Saturday night, Philadelphia boxer Danny Garcia lost to Keith Thurman in a split decision, and his father and trainer Angel Garcia Keith was Thurman, none too pleased about. Great safety for the Broncos back in the day. He could really. You didn't <laughs> want to come over the middle against Keith Thurman. Okay, go on. Dangerous. This is a quote from uh, his dad, Angel. Thurman ain't no fucking champion. The WBC was disgusted to give him the belt because he ain't win. That's why. I'm disgusted with this shit. Thurman lost my brother. He ran the whole fucking night. For real. For real. I want Dandy to retire today. I've had it seven. I'll give Thurman five rounds. I'll give him five rounds of anything. He ain't fucking win. The WBC disgusted to give him what that fucking belt. Danny, knock him the fuck out. That's what Danny should have done. Knock him the fuck out. Because Thurman was the favorite going in. Everybody was favorite him, was on, a, was on his motherfucking dick all the way down to his balls. They was sucking his penis from the top of the penis. <laughs> Whoa. Or a little dick, probably. He ain't from Philly. He ain't got a big dick. You got to be from Philly to have a big dick. What? Is that true? Well, Brian and Mark, besides his dad being right about the outcome of that trash decision, because it was trash. Do you think he had a good point? Because I'll bring up uh, Will Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, and the famous stooge Larry Fine were all from the city of brotherly love. Yeah, that's got a it's a rich dick history and big dick. (laughs) So I'm gonna Larry Fine with definitely packing. I um, who's the receipt? Who's a really scary receiver from the Colts? Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison. He's from Philly, so I'll just immediately say everybody from Philly got the biggest dick in the world because I don't want to piss off Marvin Harrison because he'll find you. He'll shoot you with a gun. So I got, I got to agree you, with this guy. I ever tell you the time I went to a? It was like Friday night fights on ESPN. I got a, I went with a customer to this thing because it was like uh, what's his name? The executioner oh, is from there too. Is this too, when uh, you were sitting? You, is this where you were sitting next to Don Mattingly? No, that was a different fight. Oh. Uh, that was a, uh, what do you call it? That was, uh, whatever. Um, okay. Sugar Shane Mosley fight, that was. But uh, but anyway, I was, it was Friday night fights, but let's say it was summer months, so it was light at 7 o'clock, and I got dropped off there, and then we're like, all right, let's call a cab to get out of here, because we were in, like, the shitty section of Philly, and we could not get a... Uh, 
a cab to pick us up. Yeah. And so we had to go into like a local bar that was like real dicey and we were just hanging out there. And the woman's like, yeah, I wouldn't leave if I were you. And we, uh, and we close at 2 a.m. So like you got to figure out a way to get out of here by 2 a.m. And I had to call a cat. I had to call uh, the car service for my company from New York to pick us up in Philly because nobody would come to get us. We kept calling cab companies. And they're like, nah, we're not getting you. Yeah, it's a scary yeah. town. Because Marvin Harrison lived near there. Yeah, Marvin probably. Harrison was probably out in the streets shooting people with his Belgian hand cannon. Uh, okay, what else? Ed? Father of the best player on the Minnesota Timberwolves is considering suing the club after Crunch, their wolf mascot, collided with Carl Towns Sr. in a sledding stunt gone awry. Towns Sr., who is a retired high school basketball coach, was injured during a timeout. Um... The Timberwolves' prophetically named mascot Crunch appeared to lose balance towards the end of a high-speed sledding stunt and hit an empty front row seat next to the aisle. That seat, in turn, crashed into the right knee of Town Sr., who was sitting next to the empty seat. The elder Towns is now exploring potential legal options, including the possibility of suing his son's team for negligence. Guys, the year is 2017. Why are there still mascots? Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, I am team fuck all mascots. Yeah, mascots there is right. never, there's Did never been a sporting any value. Hold on. None. Hold on. Hold on. Never gone. Hold on. Now don't go on with the San Diego chicken. The San Diego tick chicken, Ted Giannoulis. He's pretty fucking funny. He was great on the baseball bunch. He's the OG. I don't know why he's, he's not even affiliated with the team. He's just called the San Diego chicken. Great mascot. I haven't seen him in a while. He can stay around. No such thing. Uh, but now, that's never what pushed you over to go see a sporting event. Like, no, ah, we might go to the game tonight, but uh, well, the chicken might be there, so let's take the family down there and see the chicken. No, of course not. I would, ne- I would never go see anything that because they had a mascot. Maybe this is what Arian Foster was talking about when he was saying, oh, I could fuck up a wolf. <laughs> He's like, I could. <laughs> He's talking about crunch. It ain't got opposable thumbs. I could fuck it up. He's talking about crunch. Think about it. 180 pounds. Taking out crunch's eyes. Yeah, this so this there's no way this dad like this Carl Anthony Towns is like one of the two or three best young players in basketball. Like Oh, he's awesome. They're the Minnesota wants to have a long, fruitful business relationship with this guy. They're gonna they're gonna do whatever it takes to quell his father's rage at the knee injury he got by crunch. Back to back stories though. Father's a little bit too close to their kids. I mean, can you go let your kid live his life? It, it is annoying. Not, not when your son is the meal ticket right there. That's true. Getting, getting him paid. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Ed, you yeah. attended the University of Maryland. We all know mm-hmm. Mark's a Michigan man. I, of course, attended the Harvard of the West, Cal State University, comma, Long Beach. Dirtbags. But there's a state senator in Iowa that has all of us beaten with a degree from a university so prestigious that it came with unlimited trips to the salad bar. (laughs) Of course, I'm talking about Sizzler University. Amid the most pressing concerns being addressed by newly appointed U.S. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos, Besides bears is the proliferation of liberal college professors whom DeVos believes are telling their students what to say, do, and more ominously what to think. 
Ensuring these students also vaguely hear some conservative stuff while flipping through Instagram has now become a national concern. One recently championed in a bill introduced by Mark Shelgren, a Republican state senator in Iowa. Oh, Big Ten, another Big Ten connection. That would force faculty members to declare their political affiliations. What if you don't have one? Then pass on hiring them if they tip the school's scales toward a liberal majority. It is that a, would be that would be a real hard thing to uh, to yeah, just lie. Get past. Yeah. Be like, uh, yeah. well, how many how many uh, Democrats and Republicans do you have? Oh, uh, then I guess I'll tell you this is what I yeah, – this is the way I – Quote, one of the worst ideas I've heard in 15 years, his fellow state senator, Senator Herman Quirnbach declared, even counting – not a real name. Even counting <laughs> – Sounds made. Up. Sounds like somebody from The Simpsons. Even counting Shelgren's 2016 bill to prohibit the University of Iowa from ever cooperating with Stanford University until it apologized for a marching band skit. But now um, it is also an exceptionally funny one. That's that's the the game where uh, Christian McCaffrey ran a train on Iowa. Yeah. That was insane. over in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Given that it led to the revelation that Shelgren apparently got his quote business degree from sizzler <laughs> you see guys this guy this guy's been bitching about liberal professors and he cites his own experience with liberal professors from and he has a quote on from his resume degree in business management from forbco management school well as nbc news soon discovered forbco management school belongs to the same conference as bovine university Forbco is actually the name of a company that once operated a Southern California franchise of the Sizzler family dining chain, a storied institution of higher learning where Shelgren majored in keeping gravy out of the salad bar. Or as Shelgren defensively put it after the story broke, quote, I spent six months in order to be promoted from associate manager to assistant manager when I was 19. Um, I had to take their school and their classes, and they gave me their degree, as they termed it. And I have used that terminology. So for him, it's a matter of semantics over whether he obtained a, quote, degree in hotel restaurant management or a, quote, certificate. Guys, you think this guy is really just sad that he didn't follow his true passion to become a sandwich artist? <laughs> it, it, the 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 fact that uh somebody has been noted to go to Sizzler when they're sober is is very surprising to me. Are are there because still Sizzlers? Mark, you live in Florida. I no, there used to be Sizzlers here, but no, we are pure Golden Corral. So that's actually um you know where I'm thinking about going to grad school is Golden Corral. Oh yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, chocolate waterfall there, right? Yep. Yeah, vanilla now too. We upgraded. Oh, amazing! The uh, best part uh, of that story, yeah. I, in my opinion, is when the other state senators were like, "This is the equivalent of getting the hamburger in a university at McDonald's, like the Hamburglar certificate." Yeah, like it's. Just, imagine putting that on your your resume. Like, yeah, I once I celebrated a birthday at Chuck E. Cheese, and they gave me a certificate for you know best party animal. Yeah, if you're gonna, yeah, what, if you're gonna lie, what was your thesis in? <laughs> If you, uh, if more you, more dinner rolls before they get to the expensive meat, so that way they can fill up on bread. If you're gonna lie, just make up like Southern Illinois or something where no one's gonna check anyway. 
Cal State Fullerton, like just Forbco University. Like I get that there's a hint of truth in that, but it's it's not even a real place. Make just if you're gonna lie anyway, just make up a better lie, right? Yeah, this guy's eyes are really close together too. I mean, if you look at his picture, this guy's—he's—he's he's struggling. He is—he's—he's he's on the struggle. Yeah, bus. he might not actually get uh, accepted into a regular Sizzler to be a server there. <laughs> okay, uh, along those lines, guys. Ed, a, cu- yeah. a couple be- yeah. a couple weeks back, I was making a list of the trashest fast food chains, and of, of course, right. I had the king lapping the field there but i feel i was remiss in my listing because i totally left off a chain whose food is only outpaced by the odor emanating from its locations i I will say this in burger king's defense yeah they don't stink up an entire city block the way this place does you know because when you think of fast food you're thinking burgers you don't you know that's so Oftentimes, Taco Bell, which is trash, gets a pass. And to, beyond that, quite possibly, the trashest of all fast foods, Subway, failed to make my list. Ugh. We learned this week that the chicken at Subway barely contains 50% chicken. <laughs> that the... the Canadian broadcasting company, the CBC, did a test. They did a DNA test of the chicken and found that it was about 50% chicken. The rest, soy. Speaking of your nuts falling off. The investigation (laughs) involved DNA testing chicken sandwiches collected from five popular fast food restaurants. The rest of the sandwiches contained mostly chicken. But in testing, Subway's oven-roasted chicken and the chicken trip strips in its sweet onion chicken teriyaki sandwich clocked in with just 53.6% and 42.8% chicken, respectively. The results Girl. stood up after extra rounds of sampling. Guys, don't you get what you deserve if you're the kind of monster that A, goes to Subway, and 2, orders the fucking chicken? <laughs> right. <laughs> At least, at least if you're going into one of those shitty places, get the swimming and nitrates, yeah. like, deli meat. Get the processed deli meat, you freak. Right. Yeah, just get the super processed meat. Do not get the fucking and, shit. And the yoga mat bread, and, and the gross cheese, and the shitty mayonnaise, and eat your sandwich and hate yourself. I feel yeah. like the, the target audience here, this is going to be lost on them, because if you're actively going into a subway, a place that had Subway Jared as its spokesperson for the better right. part of 10 years right. and made a life-size RG3 sub that he posed next to, if that person <laughs> does not want to hear that their chicken strips are fake, and they're going anyway. They're, yeah, they're they don't in. Give a shit. They don't give a shit. They don't read. No, they don't care. They don't read. A couple times I've gone to Burger King, and I've been tricked by the smell and been like, ah, oh, shit, they got me. Yeah. You know, because the smell will actually entice you. Oh, it doesn't smell that bad. Charbroiled. Subway, there's no excuse. It smells like you're about to eat cardboard. Yeah, you can, like a people, block away. You can smell it from yeah. down the block. It's terrible. Yeah, agreed. It's off. Concur. Fuck I yeah, sadly, I must admit, I've had Subway in the last year. Oh, you were jury. You're on like a road trip or something. Yeah, it's, you have to be confined. jury duty. Yeah. And my choices were that or like a knockoff of KFC. It was Kennedy fried chicken or something. It was 
is not good. Uh, the 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 courthouse that you have a choice of is in a a rough neighborhood. Wow, wow. jury duty. You know, you just throw those things away, right? <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, I I they I'm mail you those close. things, and then you just throw them away, and then wait till you get another one. You just throw that one away. I live in a small town. Just they will call you. Just throw them away. It's foolproof plan. It's just like my pulling out <laughs> method. Ne- undefeated. Never, never had a problem. Never an issue. Uh, okay, Mark the Nomad. This was a long time coming. You are a great patron of the show. You are a great friend of the show. You have meant a lot to me as a human being, as a talk show host. I very much appreciate you coming on the show. And Aaron, Thank you. Aaron, you I have one request. Can I make Ed. one small yeah, request? Yes, of course. While I have your both of your attention, yes. can I just do a quick Daily's Choice? I have to ask. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, da- hold okay. on, hold on, hold on. Sure. There's, just hold on, just hold on one second. We're going to do a Daily's Choice, but hold on, because I got to get the, I got this, I wasn't ready with the music, so hold on. Sorry. Okay. Okay, quickly, if you're new to the program, Daily's Choice is a game we play. Ed Daly has made it known that if he ever sidles up at a urinal next to somebody famous like Leonardo DiCaprio, for instance, he's taking a look at their hog. In this game, the, he's faced with a quandary. He's got famous people at the urinals to either side of him. He only has a brief moment to take a glance and check out one dong. Which is it going to be? Mark, hit us with the Daily's Choice. Conservative cuck edition to your Uh-oh. left is Alex Jones, oh, purveyor man. of InfoWars. And to your right is Rush Limbaugh. What do you got? Oh. This is so I, hard. Although we, we know he's lying about his age, I got to think the younger of the two is just the less gross. So I... I'd, I guess I'm going just because I think if you look at the 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 uh, the dick of Rush Limbaugh that he was like wagging in his uh, his uh, El Salvadorian maid's face, yeah, I think that's probably the grossest sight on earth. So I'm going Alex Jones just because he's got to be at least two years younger than Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, they're yeah they're they're both in their seventies. Um, that's a, it's a real tough choice, and this I don't know if I could make this choice. Alex Jones, while awful, I feel like he's really packing a hog. The way he gets out he's there. He's got a very girthy voice. Yeah, he screams. He's got a deep voice. Uh, he's like real tan for some reason. Um, Used to be a bodybuilder. Is that true? Go look Rush at those pics. Sounds and they like will a, freak uh, you out. Back in the 50s when he was coming up because he's not 43 right. years old yet. That's yeah, right. Like Ed, like back, Ed when, back when Jack LaLanne was spotting Now, him. this Rush Limbaugh. I just picture yeah. him having like the full on just micro penis, like just just barely a tip, like no visible shaft, like real. You almost want to confirm that it's just the grossest little fucking chode you've ever seen, like a little just some kind of worm, like very gray in color, like very hideous. I think I'm looking at Limbaugh. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I just think it would be so – you'd have nightmares over that one. Yeah, it, w- it would be. It's a tough choice, absolutely. All right, Mark. I really appreciate you coming on the show. We would definitely like to have I you back it. sometime. What a, 
don't you give out your Twitter, Twitter handle, your website, all that shit? You can follow me at Mark the Nomad on Twitter uh, if you're interested in reading some stories I've written about Michigan football, including a uh, a really lengthy piece about a big ticket scandal that I was a part of in 2005 for the Michigan Ohio State game. Um, you can go to mazeandbrew.com. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for having me on. It was a blast. Cool. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Mark. Talk to you later. I want to say I, just one more time, thank you very much, Mark the Nomad. Thank you for being part of the show. He's a great guy. Follow him on Twitter, and we will definitely have him back on the show. I think he, I thought he did a great job. Ed, do you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but now joining us, everyone knows this person. She's our very own pop culture correspondent. She joins us every week to break down all the gossip, all the everything that's going on in the celebrity world or as what she calls the news. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce who joins us now. How you doing, Fancy? Hey. Hey, Kate. What? Oh, quickly. Hey, guys. Let's do... How's everything going? Yeah, Good. Bad. So far, so good. You've, so this good. is like three weeks in a row you've been on the show. Yeah. It's really like... It's starting a to trend. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, let's quickly do an email. It's, a, it's another can conundrum, a.k.a. Fancy's Choice. These I enjoy. This is, this is similar to Ed's Daily's Choice, but it's boobs. Fancy decides to take a relaxing walk on the beach at dusk. It's like Penthouse Forum. Stopping at a secluded section of the beach... She stops and packs her glass bowl full with a heaping with a heaping amount of fresh bud as she's known to do. <laughs> with lighter in hand, she starts lighting her pot. I love when people call it pot. This, are you on the pot? That's are you doing the pot? Oh, the pot? I think he's honey, I think he's on the pot. The sparking of the bick causes her to raise her eyes, and she notices two glistening bodies to each side of her, frolicking in the calm waves. Fancy notices SI swimsuit models, Brooklyn Decker and Kate Upton, are flanking her to each direction. The retreating sliver of the sun slowly is fading, allowing her to get a better glimpse of one or the other before there is complete darkness. Through her squinted eyes, where does Fancy's focus go? Of course, that's from her very own Pete Shalitsky. Kate, which is it? Can conundrum. Who are you checking out? Brooklyn Decker or Kate Upton? This is not a conundrum. Isn't it? Brooklyn Decker is not attractive. What? Yeah, Sorry. Even in the titties? Even, in the, even in the breast department? Kate Upton all the way. Kate Upton. I would go with Kate Upton as well. Ed Daly, your thoughts? I, I'm Googling Brooklyn Decker because I was pretty sure she was really hot. I don't, yeah, I don't, it, it, she was a few years ago, but not that Kate long. Kate doesn't ago. like her. She's married to, she's only 29. The she's tennis married, guy, right? She's married to tennis player Andy Roddick. Now, the one thing is here is I would never look at these, but the giant release of hacked. Pictures features many, many, many very dirty nude photos of Kate Upton. I don't know that Brooklyn Oh, I've Decker, got an update for you. She is definitely hot. 
Yeah. If she, she is if really hot. Up, yeah. If you just took her head and yeah. took all the makeup off yeah. and gave her a guy haircut, you wouldn't know. A she guy haircut. Girl. Why would we uh, be giving her a guy haircut? I'm I've, just saying you wouldn't be able to tell uh, that she was a girl. There's, she's a man. There's no, definitely. No, no, she's, there's, she's hot. There's definitely one part of her that I find very attractive. It's the area of her chest. Those look to be natural to me. Mm. I might go Brooklyn Decker in this situation. I'm, I'm not, going I Brooklyn Decker. Yeah, I was not really familiar with her prior to this. I gotta disagree with uh, with Fancy here. This is she's got a fit body. Uh, okay, she's a swimsuit model. Yeah, I think that's like so is Kate, Kate Upton. Yeah, they're the they're same are. person. That's, that's I think that's a requirement that you have. Kate body. Upton, while very hot, she doesn't do it for me. Kate Upton, while, while very attractive, she's a Michigander. And I think she's been brought up on lots of potatoes and body shame her. pot roast. <laughs> and while she looks very good now, I feel like when she hits like 42. When Verlander hits the, uh, loses that fastball? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like she's got the potential to really... Put on some LBs later in life. Uh, okay, excellent. I haven't seen Email, every picture of Decker, but I've now scrolled through about 150. I'm still on board with every single one of these pictures. I'm, i got to agree with that daily here. She looks pretty good. Uh, Kate, not a Brooklyn Decker fan. No. What is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in Fancy Pop? Apparently, well, let's start with a little bit of politics. Yeah. And then we'll move on. Do we? This is not a political show. I mean, it's not. We we got political one time, and somebody sent an email. Go on. Um, apparently, this Ben Carson guy is. The oh, he's Secretary a oh my god! Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is one of those cabinet positions. You just like this, is like a pity spot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I promised you something. Here you go. Housing and urban. Development. Housing and urban also, development. It has urban in the title, yeah. and you're black. Right. Yeah, we got. We need a black goes, guy. Goes hand in hand. Obviously. How the so, fuck is this guy a, a brain it's, surgeon? It's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> just, just, just the fact that he's so low energy. How would he be able to perform a surgery with the speed required while the body is open up? Maybe that's it, and that's he stays so calm. You know how they say, like, when that you can get the heart rate down, so you can't even tell they're alive. Yeah, that's what he is. He's just super calm. Yeah, his like, hands like, don't shake because he's not technically alive at that time. He's like the Vietnam sniper with 150 confirmed kills, all by headshot. He's just he's, so, he's Barry Pepper in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yes, like so cool under pressure. Who has? A rather large portrait of himself hanging in his home. Hanging with black with, Jesus. With, I've seen it. No, not just black Jesus. Gay Jesus with the bathrobe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. Uh, uh, anyway, so yeah. he gave a speech the other night where he said, and I quote, There were other immigrants who came here in the bottom of slave ships, oh. worked even longer, mm-hmm. even harder yeah. for less. That's right. Okay, so Sam Jackson replied to him on Twitter. Sam Jackson doesn't fuck around. I wish I could do a Sam Jackson yeah. voice. Um, this is fun to fuck her a lot. Imagine yeah. this in Sam Jackson's voice. Okay, Ben Carson, I can't. Immigrants in the bottom of slave ships? Motherfucker, please. <laughs> Hashtag dickheaded Tom. Yeah. Uh, I like that movie 12 Years an Immigrant where the guy, he was a 
fiddle player, and it, but then they then they drugged him and they made him an, a hardworking immigrant. You asked me why I didn't see Manchester by the Sea because the last like super sad movie I went to was that. Like it's that very, was the one that I like. Very I depressing. Like, when I got out of the theater, I felt like I had just been just punched repeatedly for two hours. It's just it's tough to get into those movies. We were watching yeah. the Oscars and the kids were watching with us and yeah. the Beckner children. Yeah, of which uh, I have two. The maximum number you're allowed to have. Yeah, go on. Some clip came up from Twelve Years a Slave where Fassbender's oh. raping. Yeah, which, where, when he raped Lapita Nyong'o to death and. Um, Why was that in this year's Oscars? We're were sitting there watching that, and it was only for like a couple of seconds. You couldn't, you didn't really know what was happening. Brian and I, I'd seen the movie. Yeah, sort of know what was happening. Yeah. Hopefully the kids didn't clock that. Brutal. Mrs. Fassbender did not like that. Was Um, not did not take too kindly. Anyway, so this black guy Ben Carson apparently thinks slaves were just immigrants who worked for less money. Yeah. Less, Slightly less. None. Okay. Benefits no money. were not good. Benefits no. were were poor yes. to quite poor. So great if it wasn't so terrible. Worked to death. Okay, what else is going on, Kate? I, I guess there's like been a spate of celebrity burglaries. Yes, I heard in LA. my guy Yaz Puig yes. got robbed. I think it's like a a, a ring. The, like, he's the latest to was be. Was this hit. like that movie where the the girl t- the high school girls were robbing everyone? The bling ring. Yeah, the bling yes. ring. It's a good movie. Um, they made off with half a million jewelry from Yasiel. They, they're probably doing the same thing. The bling ring, what they would do is they would follow everyone on social media, figure out where they lived, and be like, oh, Lindsay Lohan's in Ibiza. Let's swing by her house and see if any, she's got Pretty a house smart. sitter. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't. Let's fucking Pretty rob smart. her ass. Also. They're doing the same thing. They got Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette, $200,000 worth of jewelry. I don't, I, I thought Alanis no. Morissette only wore like. Silver and like the occasional tur- turquoise piece. No, like, I think you're only at about ten percent of what they got her for. Million. Two million dollars worth right. of jewelry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Also, Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer. Yeah, apparently he's got a lot of bling. He's very hetero. What? All those, all those super masculine hetero dudes like Caesar Milan wear yeah. a lot of jewelry. And uh, Derek Fisher was also hit up. So, d- hey, hey, that might be might be Matt Barnes who took it. A hey, hey, bling ring 2.0. Don't come at me because I wear my very cool rings all the time. Cool I don't leave my cool rings at home. Okay, I my have, cool, my cool rings. I have are on. one like eighty dollar ring that I got at a, a mall kiosk for my wedding ring. That's right, and I'm still not used to it. Oh, like on. I've You've been married fifteen years. I've been married since two thousand, and I'm still not used to this thing. I take it off years. all the time. I hate yeah, it. I bet you do. You take it off when you go to those brothels in Bangkok. Yeah, married, and, not and married. Am- Amsterdam. Uh, uh, All right, okay. ladies, ring is off. <laughs> you're you're free to ravage me now. Uh, okay, what else? Kato. Um, okay, well, Lisa Kudrow. 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 I mean, she's a very household name. Funny, yeah. funny actress. Very talented. What was that she show? Shonen O'Brien. The comeback. Yeah, the yeah. She's a groundling. The comeback. On HBO, if you have HBO, so good. go is go it? back and yeah. watch that show. So it is good. so it's funny, so uncomfortably good. Yeah, it's that real. It's kind of like a curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. I love uncomfortable comedy. Where I just never yeah. found her funny, but if she's that's a funny show. She's so, you're she's, yeah, she's very talented. she's very awkward in that show. She was on um, 
watch what happens live last week and she told a story where she revealed um a guest star on friends told her after she so she did a lot of practice um rehearsals with no hair and makeup and then showed up full hair and makeup and whoever this guest star was she wouldn't reveal was like oh now you're fuckable yeah yeah i think that's actually what he said <laughs> After she yeah. put some makeup on, but she wouldn't. She was wouldn't there a speculation on who it is. She wouldn't out she wouldn't the person, say, except that it was not Charlie Sheen. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a friend spurt. I know my but guy. But they used to get a lot of. They, they used had, to get a lot I mean, of people, right? So many. Yeah, I think so. Stars on that yeah. show would be hard to. I know my guy Tom Selleck was on that show quite a bit, but it couldn't have been him. I'm sure so, I'm they, he doesn't he doesn't talk show? like that. He's a he's a true. No, he's a he's a man. He's a gentleman. No, he's a he gentleman. Was, Tom Selleck was coupled up with Courtney Cox Courtney on that Cox, show, yeah. Right. Um yeah, interesting. I'm sure that will that someone will crowdsource the culprit for that shortly. So, as soon as somebody knows, let me know, please. At Brian Beckner on Twitter. What else, Cato? Um well, there's kind of a story non-story here. Yeah. About Lance Armstrong, who went on Howard Stern last week and talked about how hard it was dating Cheryl Crow and being in the spotlight. He's my least favorite athlete. I think the guy is a fucking asshole. You and Ed Daly. Despite, okay, yeah, you're a liar and a cheater. Yes. But you're also a fucking narcissist, sociopath, fucking dickhead. Dickhead. He really. I, I, I agree yeah. with all of that, but I do wonder. He did raise a lot of money for cancer, right? He like did that's, that, but that's his thing. Like that's how he oh, that's, that's how he gets away with being an now. asshole. That's part. I'm of not saying it doesn't make him an asshole, but like something there are came there from, are a lot of terrible. Something yes. good came of his career. Yeah, that's I, that, true. That's fine. I'm tired of hearing about him, but at least something good came. Yeah, he, nothing he, good has come of Shaq's career. He's just annoying. This um, this. When I for, I had forgotten he was with Cheryl Crow, and he was with Cheryl Crow at when the she was top of her. Yeah, she game. when they went to the um, Oscars together. Yeah, she think, like two thousand and five. Yeah, she was a and he was a super hot chick. Yeah, uh, yeah, good for him. I guess. Uh, what else, Kato? All right, I got good news, guys. Good yes. News. Yeah. <laughs> Down the pipeline. Could use this. Jimmy Buffett oh, no. uh-huh. has announced plans to break ground on a string of retirement communities oh, inspired by his classic Margaritaville fuck. and its theme chain of restaurants and resorts. This is such a good idea. It's called Latitude Margaritaville, <laughs> and it will open its first branch in Daytona uh. Beach, Florida. This is 2018. This is with such similar a good idea. Commun- communities also in the works. Apparently on the website, um, what does it say? Um, oh, it says, inspired by the legendary music of life and lifestyle singer, songwriter, oh, yeah. best-selling author Jimmy Buffett, your new home in paradise features exciting recreation, unmatched dining, and fin, F-I-N oh, capital, fantastic nightlife. Oh, fantastic. Oh, Love no. it. Yeah, and Buffett. Nurse, nurse. If they don't stop playing cheeseburger in paradise, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going so, to set myself on fire. Ed, remember a couple years ago we talked about on the show some this couple that got arrested because they got caught like they fucking, were fucking like in the like, in the uh, the middle on of the, the grass like in the courtyard, and it was in it was in a sixty and over community. 
If these people had lived in the Jimmy Buffett retirement community, like that would be fine. Like everybody would have their Hawaiian shirt on, it would be no big deal. Like there is 100% a market for this type of retirement yes, home I and there this totally is. fucking Jimmy Buffett is going to make a billion dollars on this idea. Yeah, it's a 1 billion dollar project. Um but it's it, registration's been open for 2 weeks and it's already received 10 over 10,000 registrations. Yeah, where's so. I'm just going to guess where this is going to be located. Oh, I've already said it, but have a guess. Did you say Florida? Yes, okay. Daytona Beach. Yeah. Can, so can you imagine? I think, guys, we should get in early. Yeah. Buy one of these. Yeah. It's going to be worth money. Yeah, let's get a condo. So. Let's go in. Might be a good investment. We'll shack up. Ed, you in? And if we can't get rid of it, yeah. it turns out to be a terrible investment. We have somewhere to go. Exactly. Later. I'm in. You know how you know how it's such a drag for like, you know, kids to have to go to like their grandparents' retirement village. Can you imagine if like grandma was in the Margaritaville thing and be like, "Yeah, come on, we got to go spend time with grandma." And it <laughs> It's just a bunch of dudes in Hawaiian shirts like and mahalo and stuff. Spring break for geriatrics. Yeah, uh, I one time was in, I was in the vicinity, uh, like maybe I was a, at a bar near uh, an arena where Jimmy Buffett was playing, and the crowd that like poured out of the arena into the bar was, it was, it was like the Luftwaffe had uh, had yeah. rolled in. It was it was horrible. He has a rabid fan base uh, all i want is like one percent i want like one percent of that many people to start listening That's to this right, show parrot heads yeah we need our own kind of heads um and also baller heads just a yeah um just a little bit of run on from that story um yes Buffett's greatest hits will serve as the inspiration for a Broadway musical titled Escape to Margaritaville. Ed. You've got to be kidding me. Ed, you're well known to peruse the Great White Way. You've seen many, many Broadway Broadway shows. Broadway's a little far for us, but good news. The show will debut this May with a six-week run at La Jolla, California's Uh, La Jolla It's too far. Too far. It's like 45 minutes south. (laughs) I was going to say, if it were in New York... If we could raise enough money, I'd go and review it. Kickstarter. <laughs> but we yeah, might have to do that. We got to do that for you. You you need to go and review it. We'll raise the money. I'm good for 50 bucks. You have to go. No. I'd rather drive to Oklahoma. <laughs> just, just get your balls worked on. All right. Is that it, Kate? I got one more. One more. I got one more piece of Hollywood news. Yeah, the real news. Um. Good news. 11 years after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was released. Oh, no. Yeah. We are getting Indiana Jones 5. Whoa. Jesus. Geriatric demographic. With with Shia? Is he going to repair with Shia? LaBeouf? LaBeouf's name's not mentioned. Harrison Ford, directed by... Didn't didn't uh, LaBeouf talk shit on Spielberg Probably. after like this? You don't want to. He's such a like um, this like insane. Like see, LaBeouf is like an Arian Foster. He's been th- people have allowed him to think yes. his opinion matters. So he gives and a, a, so then he talks shit on the guy who's like in charge of Hollywood. And now he's not going to be able to be in another great Indiana Jones movie. Ed Daly, I did not see The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I know you did. Will yeah. you be lining up for this next Indiana Jones picture? Anyone who saw The Crystal Skull can't 
in any capacity. I mean, even if you're unconscious, you can't show up at the theater. It's the wasn't, worst. Wasn't there it an was, alien theme? Yes, there was an alien theme. There was something where he hides in a refrigerator to survive a nuclear oh, blast. Yes, I heard about that, yeah. But you can't breathe in a refrigerator. But the more troubling thing is, you know, Harrison Ford, who knows what he's up to. He's crashing planes into golf courses. Smoking but, a lot of weed. But I mean, how old is he? What? 70. He's 74. 74. Has Spielberg come off the rail so much? Like, what were his recent, like, he... He he's not he hasn't had a flawless career, but it's been pretty good. Like to go back to this after the last one was so disastrous. What what would be? Yeah, what's in it for him? He, yeah, this he does good movies. He's got all the money. Well, it'll be the first um, time the franchise has been made under Disney. Oh, they bought the the rights. From uh, oh, because I think this might have been Lucasfilm also. It, it was, yeah, it yeah. probably was. Aren't they going to... Um, well, no, it definitely was. Lucasfilm made the last one, and this is the Disney Studio label. I thought they were going to relaunch with like Chris Pratt as the well, new Indiana Jones. Is that just a rumor? Well, but, maybe that maybe the handover is going to happen in this movie. Yeah, could be a, this could it. be a I mean, transitional. But at be. the time, I remember the, the speculation was he will hand off the the franchise to Shia LaBeouf to be the next indie. Right. Like that was, that was the idea. I think he made like, maybe I'm imagining this. Like he threw him the whip at the end or threw him the hat. Like that was, Uh, that was kind of the idea. And then they're like, Oh, wait a second. This guy's not going to be the star we thought he'd be. But I think maybe that's what they're doing again. This, this Shia LaBeouf is such a twerp. Like, Indiana Jones is the ultimate like adventurer tough guy. Like he almost, knocks almost people out and shit. Yeah, Tom Selleck couldn't get out of his uh, Magnum contract. He would have been a good indie oh, yeah. too. I totally agree. Okay, Kate, is that it? Yeah, that's it oh. for, for the news. But the I real have, news. I have some Patreon. Oh, we have new Patreon out. subscribers. It's really nice. Like every week, new we heroes get, every like, day. A couple, and it's really yes. Yep. It actually makes me really happy. Yep. I saw someone got shamed. Still... Someone got shamed on Twitter for not being oh. a Patreon subscriber. And, and I replied to that thread, but yep. always joking. Yes. You guys know that. Yes. Are you straightening them out? Unless you I'm straight, straight yelling right at you out. in all yeah. caps. Yes. Uh, okay, Kate, who are, the, who are our new heroes? I would heroes? like to welcome Brent Booker. I love you, Brent. Great Drew dude. Vaz. Uh, Drew Vaz. I know that guy. He's a nice guy. Thank and you, Drew. Keith Harvison. Keith, you Thank are you, Keith. A, a great dude. Apparently Heroic. only dudes listen to this podcast. Well, it's mostly dudes. <laughs> no. no. Ladies, if you're out there, hit me up on Twitter. I feel like there's no girls listen to, yeah. to us. Hit up the sauce. And I need to know that, we, I have, that I have some females out there. Yeah. Where are my females at? Yeah. Um, Besides my person, they'll be all over our twenty yeah. minutes dis- discussion about vasectomies. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> they'll love that. Um, okay, well, we we appreciate all our Patreon listeners. Patreon.com really, really slash the Baller Lifestyle, and we nice. are we're going to do more Patreon only comment or content. Maybe next week. I need some ideas. We could do an ask. We could do I'll a question. Q and A. Yeah. Ed's always got ideas. Uh, okay. Until next week, for Kate McManus, for Ed Daly, for special guest Mark the Nomad, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 159 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. 
Goodbye. See you guys.